Hello and welcome to the We Are NHFT podcast and we're back and we are now at the end of May and we're here for our second slightly different podcast recording in these COVID times. I'm joined once again by Susan Lucy. Hello Susan Lucy. Hello. Hello. And we have a very special guest that will be joining us in a minute um, and Susan will say more in a second about that. But how are we both? Good, I feel like we've not jumped on here in ages. I've missed doing them, but it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. They're, they're, they're fun things to do. They are indeed. And um, like the last time, we are recording this on Microsoft Teams. So if the audio quality is not as good as our usual professional standards, you know why. And if you see hear mistakes, um, we're trying to do this as one recording, so we're not editing out all our bloopers like we usually would. Um, and there's also a high chance you might hear the Princess Diaries in the background. <laughs> so apologies if you hear any of that. Um, <laughs> so we are going to go through our four leadership behaviours again today, like we always do, and update you on a few exciting things that are happening across the Trust. And our first one today is Working Together. And Suze, you're joined by a very special guest to talk about this one. I am, and am, and would this very special guest like to introduce themselves? Yes, I'm very flattered to be called a very special guest. (laughs) Um, Anne Linsall, Head of Organisational Development, and delighted to be here on this very beautifully sunny Friday afternoon. It is. Let's hope it stays like this now for, you know, a few more weeks. Absolutely, yeah. Always good for us. Um, So, Anne, I wanted to talk to you about the Wellbeing Festival for 2020 and the unfortunate news when we we had to share the the cancellation for our for our dates in July. Yeah, it was um, really difficult um, as COVID um, as the COVID pandemic developed. We had to um, really think long and hard about the Wellbeing Festival. There are various points we thought we might be okay, but clearly quite rapidly we decided that to keep everybody safe, Mm. um, that it wasn't the right thing for us to do in the way that we had done it in the previous couple of years. So we we had to take the decision to, to move it to 2021 um and you know to keep everybody safe in the moment yeah so anyone who was booked on for uh this year's event in july um learning and development has done something very clever haven't they they have done very something very (laughs) clever and something very beyond my abilities to work in esr so they um they've we've moved everybody that was booked on to this year's event um, to the booking for 2021. Now, obviously, there are different dates. Um, none of us know what our commitments are going to be for that point at that point next year. But it's really important that we give everybody the opportunity that had already booked on and those people that hadn't been to the event before to actually come to the event, the physical event in Wixley Park next year. So we've done that, but we do appreciate that people may diaries change, annual leave comes and goes, etc. So they might have to move, but that's fine. We we've we've sorted it. So they're very able L&D team have done something magic that's done all of that very <laughs> cleverly. Yeah, so fingers crossed we can be in Wixley Park next year. Yes, yes, and the sun will be shining. Yes, yes. So, but it's not all bad news. 
because we did say we had something up our sleeve, didn't we? Um, we did, we did. What is it, yes. Anne? Well, um, uh, in the spirit of um, working together and um, working differently, which is, seems to have been a, a, a real three theme through the pandemic, we've um, we are in the processes of of creating a virtual wellbeing festival. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to again? Yeah, so um, this is about creating, um, so rather than doing it over two days, um, doing it over the, the whole week of the 29th of June to the 3rd of July, but creating that sort of well-being festival vibe, but doing it in a virtual way using technology. Sounds all very exciting. Yeah, yeah, all very exciting and all very scary at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do always say we want to do it with a with a different band, and I think we're definitely doing that this year. We do. We we and we're certainly it's pulling on all our working together um, uh, skills in terms of pulling in different experts and different colleagues to support how we deliver the events. Okay, and it's um. We're opening it up this year as well, aren't we? This virtual wellbeing festival. Yeah, we had um, the plan was for for this year's physical festival that we were going to have. Um, there was a system wide day, but the wellbeing virtual wellbeing festival is going to be a um, system wide event. So colleagues from health and social care will be able to join. So really exciting, um, and you know the, there'll be a lot of stuff on the. Um, Northamptonshire Health and Care Partnership website. Yeah, so we've got lots of planning and work still to do, haven't we? And we'll be mm -hmm. we're going to be sharing it very soon. So everyone, keep an eye out for that for those tents because that's that's what people <laughs> recognise. Yeah, the, the the virtual tents. We've got virtual tents this year. So yeah, yeah. no, it's going to be really exciting, really different, and and gives us the opportunity to be more creative with um, with what we're doing. I think is fair to say. Brilliant, thank you. So now two hecklers, do you have anything? No, I, I'm <laughs> no, really excited. I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm like Anne, equally excited and slightly terrified about the prospect of this yeah. festival. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we shared that, Andy. I wasn't sure. I was. I thought I might be on my own with that one. No, no. I, I think we can pull it off. I think it's going to be a really um, helpful and inspiring um, week. So I think. I mean, I attended my first and only wellbeing festival last year and I took a lot away from it. Um, and I think as someone that's been home for several weeks now, I maybe need a bit of a kick around my wellbeing. So I think it's, it's going to be well timed. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So, um, yeah, just keep an eye out in your usual comms through Staff Room and through the NHFT Weekly. That's where we'll be sharing the information. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. And thank you very much, Anne, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your sunny afternoon. <laughs> I will. And you guys. Thank you. Bye. Awesome. So that's a that's a positive start to the uh, to the podcast. And yeah, I mean, we've got managed to get Anne onto this and Anne out of this. I think we should be able to pull off this virtual wellbeing festival. We'll find yeah. out <laughs> at the end of June. I've got confidence in us. So, um, yeah, okay. I think it's going to be a really positive event. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Okay, so we're going to um, move on to our next leadership behaviour today. And I'm going to throw a bit of confusion into the mix by not 
sticking to the order that Sue sent me earlier. Um, <laughs> so the next one we're going to talk about is uh, being authentic. Um, and Lucy, we've recently launched a new way that people can ask questions and get in touch with our exec team. Yes, so we've got now got an Ask an Exec video which goes out every week. Um, and it's a good opportunity for people to send in their questions. Um, and then depending on the exec that we've got on the ITC that day, they will answer those questions. Um, so we've had this running for two weeks and we've had two really successful videos. Um, which hopefully you've all seen on the staff room and in your emails. Um, and if you've got any questions related to COVID-19 or ways in which we're working differently now, no matter how big or small that question is, um, you can submit your questions via the staff room. There's a button on there, it's yellow. If you click on that button, it will take you to a form. And if you fill in that form and answer your question, um, and we'll try our very best to answer it. And if we can't answer your question in the exact video, um, we'll email you with a response directly as well. Um, so yeah, we're living that new way of answering your questions. So, And it's worth mentioning, I think, that um, so obviously we see who the questions are coming from, but when we pass them on to the execs that they are usually anonymised unless you ask us to um, pass on your name. And that way, you, if you want to ask a question, but you don't really want it to be associated with you, <laughs> no question is off limits essentially so yeah um please do use that uh, option yeah we've had some really good interesting questions in the first couple of weeks haven't we yeah definitely and so the answers actually the videos will, will help some people who are just thinking oh what you know someone else might be thinking of the same question and actually Absolutely. not got around to submitting yeah. it so it's yeah. helping others so i think there was a question that we've had in a couple of times around face-to-face um, -face appointments and uh, what needs to be involved in considerations about bringing face-to-face -face appointments back and we had that a couple of times and Jean answered it in the latest video yeah. so mm. again it's it's yeah giving people that opportunity yeah. and that place to go and I think it also gives the option to answer quite specific questions too and I think during the pandemic things have been very different to each service so people are asking more unique questions and things like that so you can't absolutely. always read everything on an FAQ. Sometimes you need to just ask those personal questions. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Fantastic. Thank you. And that's not the only way we're embracing change. So, Suze, um, we've got the Virtual Wellbeing Festival. That's a tick and new and virtual and different. We've got asking the exec, which is again using different technologies and different. But we've got a third strand of all that work as well don't we Suze? We have and um, they're called the Leadership Matters Sessions. So obviously we've already covered that we can't like host any events or anything or get large groups of people together in person but we can get loads of people together online. So um, this is what our Leadership Matters Sessions are all about um, they are broadcast every Thursday lunchtime through Microsoft Teams and led by COVID-19 subject matter experts. So we've already heard from Sandra Mellers and Chris Oakes around their leadership leadership experiences and the reflection on the trust COVID-19 journey so far. Um, we've also heard from Sarah Clare, who's the clinical psychologist from IAPT, and she's um, talked to us about the importance of self-care and caring for caregivers. 
Um, and I know that actually our next session is going to be led by Colin Gaffney, who is one of our external facilitators within L&D. He does the making things happen training um, and he's going to be hosting a session on leading virtual teams. I'm quite I'm looking forward to that one. Mm. I wonder what's going to come yeah. out. Was he in EastEnders? <laughs> no, oh that was Dean. Oh, that's Dean Gaffney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we could ask him that next week. We could have a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He may be like long lost cousins. He could well be. We'll have to ask him next week. So, <laughs> so these, ha these sessions happen every Thursday lunchtime. Um, you can find all the information on the staff room along with the Microsoft link to the meeting. Um, so please do join in if you can live um, and feel free to ask any questions um, that come to mind while you're listening to the session and if you're not able to join in live you can catch up later at a more convenient time for you because they're all recorded. Fantastic. So I think they are designed to be kind of short snappy but really good mm. practical information aren't they? Yeah. Um, and I think the episode we've just had on with Sarah Claire, where she took us around some of um, her, the coping and some of the the things people might be experiencing around burnout and PTSD and things like mm. that. And there was the moment at the end where someone kind of they 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 said that they had they were working in physical health, and everything that had just been said they recognised within yeah. one of their colleagues. So actually they were able to take that away and practically go okay this is what we're looking at this is the situation this is the help that's available so i think mm -hmm. they are really good and really I that one. would recommend going back and catching up on any people yeah. haven't managed to see yet and i think Hopefully. it's great because you know even if you are at work you know instead of taking your day out to go to a conference you can just have it on in the background listen in do your work i think it's a really great way that we're doing it now yeah absolutely and I think all things like this, obviously, we've, um, as a trust, mobilised at speed to uh, try these things out. So we're learning all the time. So I think feedback is welcome, ideas on other things we sh should be doing or other yeah. topics we should be covering. So probably the easiest way is to drop us an email at the comms team and then we can pass it on to the relevant people who are working on these things. Yeah, great. Awesome. OK, that brings us to our last leadership behaviour in my rejig list, um, <laughs> which is about taking responsibility. So I think while we've spoken today a lot about all these really positive things we're putting in place, it is obviously still a um, very serious situation we are in and why um, we are in a better point of the um, outbreak at this moment in time. It is really important that we are still remembering to do everything we can to keep everyone safe and that's a theme that we've talked about at NHFT for a long while now is keeping everyone safe um, and one of the simplest ways to do that at the moment is to adhere to the social distancing rules mm. so there is rules out there as you know and there is recommendations that wherever possible we are keeping two meters apart from people that we do not um, live with and we know at times on some of our settings that is not always going to be possible. But wherever possible and wherever you can, everyone needs to be doing that. And we know that some of your colleagues you'll work with every day 
and you might see them as almost like family, but they're not. You don't know who they're going to go and interact with outside of work. You don't know who their families have been interacting with. So you need to make sure you're keeping that two meter distance. And also, you also need to be thinking about your PPE as well. So please check the staff room for the latest PPE guidance. Please make sure you're following it because it's really important. We want to keep everyone safe. And also, we know again that there's some settings where there might be concerns about how you can use the PPE and maybe interact with your service users. If you've got any concerns like that, please speak to your line manager or speak to infection prevention control or put a question on the ask uh, the exact questions because there's people in the trust that will want to support you and make sure it's working for you and working for your service users. But our absolute priority must be keeping you safe. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you're looking out for those rules. Um, and just last thing I mentioned on the social distancing, if you're wondering what two meter looks like, it's about two shopping trolleys. So if you imagine two shopping trolleys, one in front of the other, that's the type of distance. So as I say, it's not achievable ev everywhere, but whenever you can, you need to be thinking about that. Um, and that's whether you're moving around your work environment, queuing up in the canteen or outside the work as well, do everything you can to keep yourself safe. Yeah, totally. I think as well as if you, you even just dropping in an office somewhere or using it as a hot desk, you've got to keep that safe as well, haven't you? And, and, and clean it down before you use it and after you've used it as well. Absolutely. So yeah, I, th I believe there's uh, wipes in all hot dusking areas and there's mm. a variety of things that you're encouraged to do. So just familiarise yourself when you get there and make sure you, you keep it clean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the other thing just to mention on that is I know we are moving as a, a country through our stages and we are starting to see businesses opening up again and we're starting to see uh, a bit more freedom and what you can and can't do. But right now at NHFT, you should not come back onto site mm -hmm. if you've been staying away until you're invited to do so by your line manager. Um, there's a huge piece of work going on looking at our sites, risk assessing everything to make sure it's as safe as it can be before you come back. I think we would all love to be back at, yeah. you know, uh, we would love to be back at St. Mary's and I would love not to be taking over a corner of my daughter's bedroom. Um, <laughs> But until it's safe to do so, or as safe as it can be, we just need to carry on and see this through. And the other thing just to mention as well, sorry, is if you display symptoms of COVID, you need to follow the instructions on the staff room. You need to be informing occupational health. You need to be speaking to your line manager. You need to be keeping each other safe and keeping yourself safe. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Your voice um, is going then. You were chasing up there, Andy. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think part of that is important to show um, kindness, and I think that's where we want to uh, leave today, isn't it? Is on the mm. is on the topic of kindness, and I think everyone's COVID experience has been different. And we can't make any assumptions about what different people are going through. So I can only speak for me personally again. You know, I'm non-clinical. I've been asked to work from home. And while that protects me, it brings its own challenges. You know, as I've cited, I'm working in the corner of my daughter's room up until 
Wednesday when I got a desk delivered, I was on a picnic table. Um, <laughs> and it brings challenges of getting that work-life balance and actually being able to shut what work away. Um, I'm married to a clinician who's going into a general hospital each day. She's sitting within a metre of a patient, scanning them, you know, for 15, 20 minutes at a time. So that brings its own fear and its own worries and its own anxieties with it. So we've all got these different experiences and no one's experience is right or wrong. So I think we've just got to remember that you don't know what other people are going through and we've just got to keep being kind. Yeah. yeah, and that's something so simple like make a cup of tea or I'm having to make my own now. I mean, that's just not on. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and um, you know, just giving someone a call to check in if they're OK. Mm. Just those, you know, just even if it's only five minutes, it will mean so much. Absolutely. And we've got obviously things available as well. Things like the thank you forums, mm -hmm. make, make your thank yeah. yous public. You've got your quality award nominations, which, oh my God, how are we going to filter through all the amazing people going on above and beyond this year? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I'll just lot. have to buy lots of trophies, won't I? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Everyone gets one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, you're right. It's just about being kind. It's just it's what we were great as an organisation. was this our culture of support, and we just need to keep that going. And as I said, just not making assumptions and just remembering as an example our occupation the health line i imagine if you've got to call that up about having symptoms or tests you're going to be scared but just remember that those people on the end of those calls have probably been sat there for hours mm. taking call after call yeah. so just showing a bit of kindness to them it's going to make all the difference so yeah. oh beautiful yeah <laughs> um but we do have a thank you that we've got. Oh, the theme of thank you, I think that would be a very good Love idea. It, yes. So this is from the staff room thank you forum and it's from Abby Lovesley. And she says, I would like to say a big thank you to Vicky the OT. Sorry I didn't get your surname. It was very kind of you to pay for mine and my colleagues' lunch yesterday at Berrywood Hospital. I had forgotten my phone so could not pay contactless. I am so pleased you were in front of me. It was a lovely gesture and very much appreciated. I offered you the cash, but you wouldn't accept and said it's one of those acts of kindness. I'll pass on the act of kindness and I'll pay for the person behind me next time I am at the cafe. Hopefully you'll make their day as you did mine. Thank you again, Abby. And I think that is so lovely, literally what we've just been speaking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also think it's great that Abby is going to carry that on and do it for somebody next time she's there. I, I, yeah, that that is exactly it, isn't it? What what does that take? Thirty seconds, yeah. and what impact, impact has that had on the rest of? She's only day, hasn't she? After yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. Day, doesn't it? Yeah, and I bet both of them felt that. I bet both of them took that benefit away from that yeah. interaction. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's just oh, simple acts of kindness like that make such a difference. Okay. Um. And it, it could be something like that. It could be something like, uh, for example, we've got, uh, we've had the donations going around sites with roadshows. So it might be thinking about, okay, I've managed to pop up, but I've got four colleagues on the ward who haven't. So I'll take a couple of items and distribute them around your ward. Mm -hmm. You know, simple things yeah. like that. It's going to bring a little bit of joy. Yeah. Fantastic. So does anyone have any any other business? No, thank you. 
I'm going to end on one more thank you that I'm going to play out. And if you want to watch the video of this so you can actually see these people, you can <laughs> on our YouTube channel. But on the subject of thank you, we've recently um, published some letters from Angela to some of our little and not so little supporters. <laughs> and they are the uh, children and young people of NHFT workers. So they might be kids, they might be grandkids, because we know that all of us could only go and do the jobs we do every day with the support of those closest to us. And I know firsthand how tough that can be when daddy's on one more work phone call when really you want story time and dad's still in your bedroom. Um, so these letters have gone out to say thank you and they're from Angela and you can download them if you go to nhft.nhs.uk forward slash thank you, you will find them and you will find some other bits and bobs on that stage as well. But we've um, been fortunate enough that some uh, of our very own saints in the county, North Hampshire Saints, have recorded their own little thank you to the children and young people. So we're going to play the audio out now. And as I said, it's on our YouTube channel. So please share it with those uh, little and not so little and slightly spotty gangly teenagers in your life. Um, but yeah, we'll just close this podcast once more and saying thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for making a difference. And we will catch you very soon, I'm sure. Thank you, everyone. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. 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 We know things are very different at the moment and you're not able to see your friends or do the things you enjoy, like come to the rugby. But we all know you're being very brave and you're very proud of the loved ones who are working on the front line in the NHS. Because of your help, the people you are close to are able to work and care for the people in Northamptonshire that need it the most. All the people clapping on Thursdays are clapping for you too. We also know that your teachers have been fantastic too, allowing a load of you to go back to school. So a massive thank you to all the teachers out there who are making a difference. There are countless people in our county doing a fantastic job, like the supermarket workers, the people delivering posts, the volunteers, policemen and fire department, just to name a few. So without all of your help, Northamptonshire wouldn't be able to stay safe. So from us, a massive thank you to all of you. We hope you're all keeping safe and well. Thank you for being a hero, for being patient, understanding and supporting the loved ones as they care for us all. We can't wait to see you guys again soon.